Liz Truss goes back on her word as the Conservative Party ready themselves to choose the United Kingdom's next Prime Minister. I'm Tushan Pierce and this is the Tushan Pierce Show. Before I get started, I just want to say two things. First is that I apologise for not posting anything for the last couple of months. And I will be looking to upload something every week from now on. The second thing is just in the wake of the weekend um, to congratulate the England women's team for winning the European Championships. The first major trophy, major trophy that this country's won since nineteen sixty six, and um, it was quite an achievement for this country. But today we're going to be talking about three things: is that the United States killed the leader of the Al of Al Qaeda, Nancy Pelosi's visit to Taiwan, and the current state of the Conservative leadership contest. So first. Let's talk about the United States' um, actions in Afghanistan. In an article published by the BBC, it says that the United States has killed the leader of Al Qaeda, Ayman al Zawahiri, in a drone strike in Afghanistan. President Joe Biden has confirmed he was killed in a counterterrorism operation carried out by the CIA in the Afghan capital Kabul on Sunday. Apparently, he and Osama bin Laden plotted the 9-11 attacks together and is one of America's most wanted terrorists. Mr. Biden said that al-Zawahiri had carved a trail of murder and violence against American citizens. From from hiding, he coordinated al-Qaeda's branches and all around the world, including setting priorities for providing operational guidance and calling for and inspired attacks against the United States targets. And he says, now justice has been delivered and this terrorist leader is no more. So, just a bit of background. This, this, this man, the leader of Al-Qaeda, was a, was a doctor from Egypt who had a history for being radical. Or he, he had joined various Islamist groups while he was in in Egypt, uh, had been arrested multiple times, um, took refuge in Saudi Arabia for a while before being welcomed with some open arms to, uh, uh, welcomed with open arms by Afghanistan. And um, it seems that in the, in the last couple of days, a, a, you know, a drone strike, remote drone strike has been conducted and this man has been killed. But uh, the the real reason this is kind of important is it's kind of positioning and and how it how it is a reflection of the deal which the United States made with the Taliban in twenty twenty. In another article, it says the twenty twenty years Taliban deal signed after nearly two years of torturous negotiations in the Gulf state of Qatar was meant to sort out this crucial question of. Um, whether Afghanistan or uh, uh, Afghanistan under the rule of the Taliban would effectively 
provide a safe haven for uh, Al-Qaeda and other organizations which threaten the United States. And um, the Taliban committed to not allowing Afghanistan to be a safe haven again, and it apparently was spelled out clearly in black and white, so they made it quite explicit. But they never explicitly agreed to sever ties with the follow um, organizations, um, like the Al-Qaeda leaders, including bin Laden uh, and uh, Zawahiri, who was just killed. Since the Taliban swept into Kabul on the 15th of August last year, there have been repeated incredible reports of Al-Qaeda fighters crossing the Pakistani border into Afghanistan, but there have also been repeated Taliban pledges to fight against terrorism. The Taliban also accused the United States of violating their deal in the attack against a residential neighbourhood of Kabul. A statement from a Taliban spokesman warned that repeating such actions will damage the existing opportunities. It seems like both both sides have have breached their deal. I mean, the the, the Taliban are, <laughs> in other words, allowing um Al Qaeda uh, insurgents, including their leader, to to live in in Kabul. I mean that that wasn't part of the deal, or that the deal would have prevented that. But of course, they went back on it. And also, the United States, being the United States, went on and killed him in a remote drone strike. A similar, well, not similar, but almost the same fashion as they did with Bin Laden. Now, this idea that the Taliban are kind of better than last time, or from the tenure um, at the turn of the century, um, is not becoming <laughs> less believable, and while whilst both sides have breached the the deal which uh, they have um, negotiated for two years, um, it's it's the the relationship which is already pretty much broken down um, is much worse, and the Taliban have threatened more um, action if such a thing happens again. So that's over in Afghanistan. Um, in other parts of Asia, Nancy Pelosi, who is the Speaker of the House of Representatives, which is the lower house in the United States, has visited Taiwan, much to China's disapproval. Now, China and Taiwan have a um, rough history, I suppose. They... I mean... China doesn't rec- recognize Taiwan as an independent country, and only 13 nations in the world recognize Taiwan as an independent country. I mean, hi- historically, th- there are some um, conflicts. So if we go over the history, sources suggest that the island fa- first came under full Chinese control in the 17th century, and then in 1895, they gave up the island. Uh, the ruling dynasty gave up the island to Japan after losing the first Sino-Japanese war. China took up the island again in 1945 after Japan lost the Second World War. And then, of course, we had the Communist Revolution led by Mao Zedong, and it led to a civil war, which led the national government to 
um, flee the country, and this nationalist government was led by a man called Chiang Kai-shek. I hope I'm saying that correctly. So when the communists won in 1949, they took control of Beijing, and Chiang Kai-shek and what was left of his nationalist party uh, fled to Taiwan. And despite this, China points to the history as saying that Taiwan has originally been a Chinese province. But the Taiwanese point to the same history to argue that they were never part of the modern Chinese state that was for, first formed under the revolution in 1911, or the People's Republic of China that was abst- established under Mao in 1949. So essentially, it's not the, this land was, Taiwan was not declared um, when... Um, they were declaring new states, such as the People's Republic of China. Now, they say that the the relations, as in Taiwan's defence minister, said the relations with China are the worst they've seen for 40 years, and um, this is going to get worse because Nancy Pelosi is there, and it's the highest-ranking visit um, to Taiwan for absolutely ages. Question is, can Taiwan defend itself? No. Um, I mean, I've got the statistics here. Uh, China have 10 times the amount of ground forces, um, 260,000 um, Navy um, sales, sailors compared to 40,000 sailors in the Taiwanese Navy. In terms of the Air Force, China have 395,000 air personnel, whereas Taiwan only have 35,000. And in in total, China have 2 million, just over 2 million active um, soldiers, whereas Taiwan only has 169,000. And in terms of, of equipment, I mean, this is quite shocking. I mean, China only have, China have 59 submarines, Taiwan only have four. China have 86 naval ships, Taiwan only has 26, China have th- over, well over 3,000 aircraft, and Taiwan are just over 500 aircraft. So the China can overrun Taiwan um, in a day or two, pretty much. They have an overwhelming amount of forces. And But in, in an open conflict, some... Some experts um, predict that Taiwan could slow a Chinese attack by preventing shore landing by Chinese amphibious forces. Yeah, but they have an air force which can decimate airfields and, and naval bases in Taiwan. An air force that can bomb ar- army barracks and secure um, Taiwanese airspace. Um, this is kind of a similar thing in World War Two. Hitler, f- Hitler failed to to gain air superiority over Britain, therefore can invade it, um, because Britain had a better uh, air force, well, it seems here that the aggressor or the, the invader, China, has an overwhelmingly larger air force than Taiwan, definitely will be able to gain air superiority. Now, to prevent a shore landing in in. In what these Western experts predict, they need help from the United States. Now, Washington's policy of strategic ambiguity has meant that the United States has been deliberately unclear about whether or how it would defend Taiwan in the event of attack. 
I mean, sure, the TSMC sell many of our chips to Apple. Um, Taiwan is is a some sort of a trade partner in terms of our largest company, uh, Apple, but will will remain strategically ambiguous. Um, likewise, China, I think, is the largest trade partner with the United States. So, of course, ambiguity has to be taken. But um, it seems that that is kind of breaking down. In fact, the president, Joe Biden, has said that if Taiwan were to be attacked, the United States would um, aid in the uh, defense militarily. So... It isn't, uh, this strategy of ambiguity has kind of gone out of the window. Now, Taiwan's economy is a border for the rest of the world, like I just said before. Much of the world's everyday electronic equipment, from phones to laptops, watches and game consoles, uh, they are powered by computer chips made in Taiwan. Um, it's a single Taiwanese company, the Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company, or the TSMC, just like I said, has over half the world's market. And sixty five percent of um the global foundry market share um is based in Taiwan, the TSMC, UMC, and some uh, other other smaller companies. Its industry is worth um seven hundred and thirty billion pounds, um in twenty twenty one, so it's a large thing. And imagine this <laughs> becoming under control of the Chinese. Now, of course, China China has a history with technology, so particularly the the use of TikTok, which is now uh, owned by um, a Chinese firm. There have been conspiracies about China using TikTok to track people's activity, and of course because uh, China's government uh, is a large government, big government, and have their eye in every room and everywhere. Um, it would seem that China's government would have access to to behaviors of people who use TikTok. I'm not saying this is true, but I mean this is what's been put back and forth, and so imagine China getting control of. Of this industry, sixty five percent of the chips that go to our cars, to our, to our devices, um, become under the control of the Chinese, and we don't know what they could do with those chips. Uh, I I don't know if it would be anything good. But I mean, most of the time, these people don't think there would be a military conflict. Well over sixty, well over seventy percent, or just a bit over seventy percent. Um, either partly disagree or strongly disagree that there will be a conflict in China, um, in Taiwan. And, but but in contrast to this, there's been a rise of Taiwanese nationalism. More people are considering themselves Taiwanese than, say, 10 years ago. So there's a bit of a dynamic going on here. Um, I can't be entirely sure if there's going to be a war in Taiwan, it doesn't seem incredibly likely, although it's kind of been being pushed and pushed by the United States and the West, um, and it's a similar thing with Ukraine, I mean, if, if we just, 
ignore the fact that uh, Crimea was annexed in 2014, which was a horrible thing, of course, um, as is the war itself. I mean, if you say a year or when Zelensky was elected into power, we didn't really think a full-scale invasion of Ukraine would take place. And then it did. So we had to see what happens with Taiwan. Uh, I mean, Nancy Pelosi is Democratic Speaker of the House, of course, uh, will bolster or um, rather emphasize Joe Biden's statement because they're two best buddies really that we stand with Taiwan like we stand with Ukraine we stand with Taiwan because uh, we want to <laughs> maintain our sphere of influence and on that note actually the United States want to build um, anti so-called anti-Chinese um, missile bases uh, across the there's something called the first island chain, which is a list of U.S. friendly territories. Now, I mean, there's a reason for China to feel threatened by this, and a reason not because China um have hypersonic missiles, which the United States have only just developed. I mean, militarily, China, in terms of its artillery, are at a higher ground than the United States. So I don't think it's a massive problem for China. But of course, they would feel threatened, or they say they'll feel threatened. I don't think they really are. But they'll do it anyway, because China want to colonise almost everywhere for their gain. Alright, so back home, we've, we've kind of gone around the world, we're back in the UK now. Back home, we have um, a leadership contest in the Conservative Party. So there were... 11 candidates, then a couple of them, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Savage Javid dropped out. Then we have started with, so 10 candidates, now down to two. Rishi Sunak, the former Chancellor of the Exchequer, and Liz Truss, who is the current former, uh, current Foreign Secretary. So, just, just a brief kind of summary of what's happened in the last week or two weeks. There have been many debates, um, televised debates, and in that, what I can say is Rishi Sunak, of course, being the former Chancellor of the Exchequer, who knows what the budget is like in the Treasury and knows what policies work and don't work firsthand, his economic policy seemed to be more competent, um, in, in not, not only in my eyes, but in the eyes of Faisal Islam, who was the economic editor um, of the BBC, who didn't really challenge anything that Rishi Sunak said. And even the opposition, I think, would favour, as in the Labour Party, uh, would would favour Rishi Sunak's um, policies uh, over Liz Truss's. Rishi Sunak wants to tackle inflation first before cutting taxes, which is absolutely the right thing to do, because what are the point of tax cuts if the amount of money that is in your pocket that you that tax cuts reduce um from taking away will erode at a much quicker rate so tax cuts won't be as as glamorous as as they seem so tackling inflation is the fir- is the first problem not only for the 
for that for enrolling the savings, but also for mortgage rates. So the house market can, um, you know, come back to its former strength. Um, the cost of living, of course, which is, uh, I I think it's, it's it's basically the most dire situation I think currently, because people can't afford food. Um, the gas prices, electricity bills, also every every basically every bill is high because of inflation. So, to bring bring it down would be the first priority before cutting taxes, which is kind of like an appeasement tactic to please everyone. Uh, uh, so, but um, so, so it kind of seems that you have more money and it it will work. But like Rishi Sunak has said. We have a big debt because of COVID, which is trust has failed to acknowledge, unfortunately. Um, about about three hundred billion pounds because of the furlough scheme and all these wonderful schemes that the Conservative government put in place. Now, that debt has to be repaid. Uh, has been paid back to um, uh, the the various banks. So, to to pay it off quickly, Rishi Sunak would not cut taxes immediately. And he, he says that, okay, we want to make our children have a better future. We don't want to put a large tax burden on them. That's fine. It's a, it's a nice kind of story, but in reality, what he says, let's just get the debt cleared out of the way so we can focus on other things. Whereas this trust wants to extend the period on which we pay out pay back that debt, which I'm not favor I'm not in favour of because uh I think it it will it will extend the burden on the people of paying back that debt. And I think we should get rid of that debt, three hundred billion pounds, um, as quickly as possible. Now, Liz Truss says that she wants to cut taxes because um it will help businesses and put money back in people's pockets. Now, Rishi Sunak, who's been in charge of the Treasury for the last two and a half years or so, has said that, you know, doing or cutting corporation tax has, hasn't done much in terms of promoting business and promoting startups uh, and that and things of similar um, nature. So, you can, Rishi Sunak thinks that it's not really it's not gonna really do much to the economy, which this trust believes it will do something to the economy. She says, Oh, it'll drive economic growth. So I think all in all, Mr Sunak, Rishi Sunak's economic policy is far more competent than this trust's. Now on on public finances, this trust um backtracks on one of her policies uh, on public worker pay, after receiving backlash, not just by opposition, because opposition will backlash pretty much anything, but also members of her own party. Here she is, um, apologising for her policy. Well, look, I'm afraid that my policy on this has been misrepresented. I never had any intention of changing the terms and conditions of teachers and nurses. But what I want to be clear about is I will not be going ahead with the regional pay boards. That is no longer my policy. 
just to be clear on what the policy is. Essentially, it's a policy to to change uh to to kind of base how much public workers are paid based on their area. And so 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 here here in the BBC in the article it says. The Tory, the Tory leadership candidates has proposed regional pay boards in a bid to save taxpayers a potential £8.8 billion. But the policy was criticised by several senior Tories who argued it would mean lower pay for millions of workers outside London. That is true. If some areas um, who... Um, the, the value, the economic value will be less, the economy will be smaller than... Other areas, therefore, the the workers working there would be paid less, which is wrong. Ms. Truss has now said that the proposal will not be taken forward. Of course, she blames the BBC. The foreign secretary told the BBC the plan had been misrepresented, misrepresented, and people had been unnecessarily worried about my policies. I think people are necessarily uh, worried about your policies because the competence of your economic policy uh, is not <laughs> it's not a standard of Rishi Sunak's uh, for one and also th- this idea I think in Boris Johnson man- Boris Johnson's manifesto was that we're going to level up the country level up meaning that the the dis- the, the the disproportionately the, the disproportion between the southeast and the north and other areas in terms of um the 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 area the economic the the economy of the area the the habitability forgive me the habitability of the area the quality of their services including uh say uh, health services um police um police services fire services ambulances, quality of um, the roads, of the green um, areas, the vibrance of the town centres, which is important to the local economy, that varies across the country. And it, it's the, be- like the, the best places to live is, is in the southeast. Uh, and so essentially by changing your policy to, to, to mimic workers pay by the the level of the area would divide the country even more and in effect is leveling down rather than leveling up so the foreign secretary has said that i never had the intention of changing the terms and conditions for teachers and nurses but i want to be clear about it that i will not be going ahead with the regional pay boards right 12 hours 12 hours ago she said she would be but never mind so Mr. Sunak Rishi Sunak has uh, commented on this he says it demonstrates a lack of serious judgement by setting up plans that would see pay dramatically cut for police, nurses and our armed forces in Cardiff and Canterbury Teesside and Taunton during the cost of living crisis yes of course we no, no one wants to see their pay go down Especially in the cost of living crisis, it also he says it also shows a worrying lack of grip of detail in what is already a woolly economic plan, 
If this was in a general election, it would have been potentially fatal a, a potentially fatal own goal for the Conservatives, and rightly so. In terms of Woolly economic plan, though that is, um, by a large part, pretty accurate. And in a general election, this would have been a fatal move. It would have been a horrible mistake to base um, pay by the area that you're in. There's another part to these um, the, this policy, uh, which is the, the pay of civil servants and, and then potentially later other public, circus, uh, public sector workers' salary. Uh, would be adjusted to reflect the area in where the civil summons has worked. And of this proposal was dropped less than a day that it was um, announced. So, of course, this has been uh, opposed by Rishi Sunak and also members of the opposition. So, Labour's shadow chancellor, Rachel Reeves, said the proposal reveals Liz Truss's priority and that would be to slash... The pay packets of working people. I don't know if that's a priority to long shots, but they'll say anything that's what the Labour Party is about. Let's find the faults of the opposition and we'll comment on it forever rather than coming up of, on any policy of our own. And the leader for the Liberal Democrats, Sir Ed Davey, said, You turning on a multi billion pound policy five weeks before even taking office must be a new record. Yeah, you're probably right. It is a new record. And uh, quite a historic one at that. So in terms of where, where this leads, uh, where this leaves Liz Truss in terms of betting odds, uh, or rather how likely she'll become Prime Minister. So she, her, her percentage has actually taken a dip um, since... Um, since her policy reversal, or rather her policy announcement and then reversal, but she still remains ahead of Rishi Sunak in the polls. So, not not in the polls, but rather by the bookmakers' analysis. So, of well, I I would favour Rishi Sunak, although it's becoming seemingly unlikely that he'll be the next prime minister. But that. Uh, is that, and that is the will of the Conservative Party and ultimately the will of the people. So, on that note, I'd like to end. Thank you for listening, if you made it all this way, and I'll see you next time. Thank you.